Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Before the show starts, make sure you visit the Breakfast store for all the sweet Breakfast merch, like the super comfy Breakfast t-shirts and the very dapper Breakfast coffee mugs. Go there now, BreakfastStore.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your guest host, Ray Stacanus. My guest today is an actor, an improviser, a voiceover talent, and somebody you may have seen on a TV show near you. And he also created Breakfast with Brent Pope. It's Brent Pope. You know him from projects such as Silicon Valley or Sauce Boys or that one sketch we did together that showed up on YouTube about poop. But that's not all. We had Breakfast at Bread and Breakfast. So let's go. We got Brent Pope today on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. Yeah, it's character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All yeah. my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast Time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Brent Pope. Welcome to Tiny Studio LA here in North Hollywood, or NoHo as the kids call it. Yeah, this is fun. I don't have to, uh, I didn't have to prepare for the show. Are you kidding me? You prepared me for the show. That's more prep than you probably would have to do otherwise because you got to look within. I'm trying to leave the image of like me not being a megalomaniac, control freak. Brent, anybody who's heard this show for more than two or three times already knows this about you. Who are you trying to fool at this point other than yourself? Hey, it's season four, Ray. Can you this is it? the beginning of season four of Breakfast. Did you know that Breakfast is now appearing in 57 countries, yeah. including Bermuda? Yeah, it is. I know I'm supposed to say that later, but I'm going to say it right now because it's so important, Brent. Your show has grown. You've reached season four. A lot of shows don't make it to season four. I don't know if you know this about and podcasts. My seasons are an entire calendar year. It's not like yeah. we do eight episodes like, you know, a streamer on Netflix or something. Yeah, we don't like that. You know, yeah. Better Call Saul, you can keep your 13 episodes. Brent Pope does like 50 plus. But Better Call Saul, please give us 13 more episodes. I would, I'd love more episodes of Better yeah, and, Call Saul. Yeah, and put Brent Pope on all those episodes. Oh, well, 10 out of 13 is good. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll yeah. take it. Ten, as they say in Hollywood, 10 out of 13 ain't bad. <laughs> that is a fair point. Now, there are a lot of things that people who have heard this show now mm -hmm. for now four seasons don't know about Brent Pope. Oh. I assume. I assume that yeah, there I are mean, moments and <laughs> things about your life you've been a little more private about that people, the, the guests on your show, won't necessarily know about you. Things okay. that I know, deep, dark secrets, <laughs> and that's why I'm here, is to air your dirty laundry yeah. for all the Breakfast listeners. This, this tracks 100%. This is great. Now, first off, uh, how we know each other. Now, we have known each other for at least nine or ten months now. Um, well, I would say 
the way we know each other is you're married to one of my friends. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, and you used to do sketch comedy together at yeah. a show called Top Story Weekly mm-hmm. in Hollywood, California. That's on the West Coast. And then we met one time, and then like what ten years later, I was like, Hey, do you want to be my guest host on Breakfast? Yes. Yeah. That's fair. That's and I don't know what's been going on with you with these last ten years. No, nothing. We really have had no relationship at all. Yeah. Between that, other than the fact that we did roughly five years of Raisin Brent, one of yeah. the most famous, infamous podcasts in sports history. Yeah. Discussing sports and pop culture. And it was basically a way for me and you to figure out how podcasting works. And here we are. <laughs> All these years later. Race and Brent is still one of the worst puns I've ever heard. Uh, and, and you know the story of this. We were at a poker night. Can, am I allowed to tell this yeah, story? Sure. We had a better name for the show. We ended up with the pun of Raisin Bran, obviously, Raisin Brent. And we were at a poker night at a friend's house. Our friend, I believe, uh, Christopher Buer's cousin's house. There we go. That, oh, yeah. That tracks. Jeff. 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 Listener of the show. Jeff, you know you. You were there. And and we went, we're, we're, there was a little imbibing. We were having a good time. It was a party atmosphere around this poker mm-hmm. table. And me and you came up with the literal perfect pun name for the show and we both agreed that's it that's the name of the show this is brilliant this is fun this is what we're gonna do and then the next morning neither of us could remember what it was and we didn't really tell anybody and if we did they didn't remember it either so the name of the show is Raisin Brent yeah (laughs) because we could not remember the actual name of the show which is disappointing you know what that reminds me of and I mentioned it on I think it was like on one of your Patreon things on who would win yes Uh, one of your your, one of those little projects where I'm the executive uh, vice president and you're one of the hosts that's correct very fun show anyway we mentioned we had a battle between Tenacious D and somebody else that's right so that reminds me of the story of Tenacious D they wrote that song one of their most famous songs called Tribute and basically they start singing a song about how they had written the greatest song in the world but then they forgot it so this is just they're singing a tribute to that song they can't remember I mean that's fair like, if you can't remember it you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta honor it at the end of the day now there are some things about your life mm. that the people at home probably just don't know about now do you at home know that Brent Pope served in our nation's military Brent Pope was in the Navy on was it a submarine or was it a, was it a ship it was a ship okay LPG. So not, not quite as cool as we were hoping I really wanted that crimson tide action for you God would you I mean could you imagine being on a submarine, though, when you're like literally, I would feel so claustrophobic. I feel claustrophobic in here with you right now. I couldn't imagine being submerged thousands of meters under the ocean. Yeah, it's not the like the enclosed space itself, but it's like just me knowing like, oh, we're not going to see the sky for like, I don't know. Maybe they do it all the time, but I figure when you're out at sea, you can't really do it because you can't just like climb out on top of the submarine all the time because people might fall off. I'm sure they have the non-skid on top where people don't, but... Yeah, and um, you got you got those shoes that'll help you from that, you know. But yeah, I was on a ship called a LPD. What is L- is that uh, Lou Diamond? Fi- no, that's LDP. Mm. Lou Phillips Diamond. Was that the name Lou of your Phillips ship? Lou Phillips Diamond. No, I was on the Ponce. Ponce? Named after Ponce de Leon. Some people call it Ponce. Ponce. I would say it's Ponce. It seems like correct Spanish pronunciation. That's right. Was he the one that was looking for the uh, Fountain of Youth? Is that who I'm thinking of? Maybe. Did you find the Fountain of Youth when you were in the Navy? I mean, look at you, obviously. We went looking for uh, people in south of, like, Florida with drugs, okay. we did drug ops, and we never found drugs because every time we would get close to somebody with drugs, they would just like throw it in the water. They're like, nothing to see here. There are some happy fish uh, yeah. below the surface right there. And you know, one thing I've seen with people who do mm-hmm. a lot of drugs, it does not look like they found the fountain of youth. No. They, in fact, age even harder, it well, seems. Well, unless, unless having no teeth and you, oh, he looks more like a baby now because he has no teeth again. You know what? You know, I hadn't considered that right now. Yeah. When I see somebody with no teeth, I'm going to come up and pinch his little cheeks. Yeah. Their wrinkly face. Oh, they look like they. They just came out of the womb and their face hasn't like stretched out yet. I think birth baby. Yeah. Whenever I see somebody who's uh, uh, had a lot of uh, 
uh, methamphetamines. Yeah. I think to myself, birth baby, so kind. You know, think of the guy from the uh, old Metallica video, Nothing Else Matters. Sure. <laughs> As I do all the time. Of. Yeah, yeah sort of absolutely. Like, yeah. Now, no, having been in the Navy on, you know, just a ship, but bear with me, folks. It's still okay. He still served. Do you have any stories of going, because uh, my understanding is that the people in the Navy, you get a little rowdy on those ships, you get a little pent up, and then you go off on some shore leave. Do you have any crazy shore leave stories that, that are worth and, and won't get you arrested at this point, worth telling on the Brentfish show? God, yeah. There, many of them yeah, I probably pick, won't pick tell. Pick one that won't get I'll you in too much one. trouble. Um, there was a night when I we were in Spain. There was a lady that I met there. I thought she was very lovely, and for some reason, I didn't speak very good Spanish. She still seemed to kind of like me. There was nothing really like, it wasn't anything tawdry, really. We just like were kind of hanging out with each other for a couple days. You like, were vibing. Yeah, and then uh, we left that town, and I was like, oh man, I was I got real depressed. I don't know why. And when we got to the next town, I man, I let loose. We went to a bar, and somebody had ordered shots, and I kind of ran by and just went, hip, 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 and drank everybody's shots. <laughs> and long story short, my friend Dan Riding Bird ends up slinging, uh, before I got kicked out of the bar for just being too rowdy and maybe puking, he slings me over his shoulder, kind of like the dude in the One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, you know, okay. kind of like the yeah. end of that, yeah. and just like slings me over his shoulder and runs me out of the bar. Probably for the best. I wake up later in a park <laughs> wearing a corduroy jacket by myself and just a bunch of like ladies of the night walking around, not, not near me because as I noticed, I was like, oh, I have no wallet now. Uh, <laughs> Oops. I have no wallet and I have a corduroy jacket. How does this happen? You bought a corduroy jacket anyway, for everything I'm, I'm, with your I'm saying, this is This is like 19-year-old Brent, okay? <laughs> to give some context. Yes. And, just, and, and can I just say, yeah. you know, not all of us get a chance to go out to ports of call while being part of the Navy and yeah. having too many shots and being mugged and then ending up with a corduroy jacket that isn't ours. So thank you for your service. No, no, no. Here's, here's what happened, though. One of the chiefs comes up later and... Kansas City? No, just like one of the chiefs from the Navy comes up later. Christian Okoye. I just want to make sure for the people at home, I want yeah, to paint yeah. an appropriate picture. Yeah, yeah, Christian yeah. Okoye wasn't there. <laughs> I just talked to somebody who worked with Christian Okoye's daughter. She's an actor now. I mean, of course anyway, she is. So chief comes up and I go, I go, oh, chief, I took somebody's ugly corduroy jacket. He goes, I gave it to you because you were cold. <laughs> <laughs> and then Oof. and then my other friends come up. I go, hey, guys, I don't know what happens to my wallet. And they're like, well, we took your wallet so you wouldn't get mugged. <laughs> and so we have a happy ending it's to this friends, story. It's right? That's what it's like That's to be a good shipmate. Do. They wanted to continue partying. They realized I could not party. They're like, you know what? Let's stash Brent in the woods Let's somewhere. Let's stash Brent's, Brent, like, uh, Weekend at Bernie style, just sitting here. <laughs> In a park. These ladies, you know, he doesn't have any money. So I don't think anyone will mess you know. with him. Probably. And then they come back an hour later after finishing their party. <laughs> All I can say is based on stories like this, I feel safer as an American citizen knowing yes. that you're out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I want to make sure we talk about. No, you, you've been on so many different shows. You know, so many things to ask questions about. You know, Silicon Valley, I said before, The Sauce Boys. Uh, it's a web series, if I remember this correctly. It's a, it actually ended up, uh, it started as a web series. Yeah. And then it ended up getting, uh, it, it's been at a bunch of festivals. Uh, okay. As, as, as a kind of a short, like a 30-minute short. And um, they're actually, this weekend, it's playing down in San Diego. Uh, there you so go. they're hoping to win, like, best short down there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, this the big question I wanted to ask, uh, setting all this up, is uh, you were on the reboot of Roseanne. I was. Which is very exciting. You had a big uh, pre-credit scene 
Uh, yeah. Pre-credits. In the cold open. As in the they cold call open, as we Hollywood types will call it. Uh, cold open. And what is it like to go onto a set where a show is firmly established, firmly entrenched at that point, all the cast knows each other, and you're the outsider? I want For the people at home, what is it like to be on set where everybody knows everybody else's business, and then there's Brent Pope? Gosh, in, in, in many ways, it's always like that, right? Because unless you're jumping in on the pilot, they've, they've already spent— it's fair. You know, they shoot, depending on the show, they might shoot a couple weeks together just shooting the first episode. Sure. So it, these are people that have known each other for literal decades. But yeah, now. these people know each other for decades. <laughs> uh, some of the people had like moved on to other careers and came back for the reboot of Roseanne. I believe the DJ was doing something with like people that jump bail, almost like Dog the Bounty Hunter. But it was interesting because you're there for, well, it's one of those live studio audience shows. So you're basically, you, you shoot those for three days. If it's a, if it's a one day part, you still shoot for three days because there is the, the day when you have the final rehearsals and you do it live. There's the first day when you come in and they kind of put the cameras in and figure out where things going to go and then the, the middle day in there. But it's not enough time to really become like friends with anyone or anything. I luckily had worked previously with Sarah Gilbert on a, great. another show. She's great. So I was able, and Johnny Galecki was on that episode of Roseanne from, uh, oh, what's that show? Big Bang uh, Theory. We built the pyramids. Oh, I'm sorry. How I Met Your Mother. With Bang Bang. Yeah, that was Yeah, that show. Anyway, I had worked with both of them before, so I was able to talk to them a little bit. I really wanted to be friends with John Goodman. Um, Who doesn't? And then I ended up like awkwardly standing outside while he was smoking one time. And I was just like, <laughs> wanted some fresh air. And he's like, uh, he's kind of like, yeah, well, I'm smoking over here. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not what he said, but... <laughs> He's like, I mean, who can blame me for like wanting to hang out with John Goodman? He's John like Goodman, the best. He's star of Big Lebowski and mm-hmm. a million other things. Like, if you have a chance to be John Goodman's friend, you take it. That's just yeah. a well-known Hollywood truism. Yeah. I was too afraid to talk to Lori Metcalf. I mean, I'm sure she's delightful. I was just like, I didn't have a scene with her. You're intimidated. Uh, you know, I, I felt like she was um, very much getting ready for her part, and I didn't want to bother her. I didn't know what her process was, mm-hmm. you know, so. Have you ever wanted to, side question, have you ever wanted to be on reality TV? Maybe more early on in your career? Have, did you make any strives to be on, like, a big game show or a, a dating show or anything crazy like that? Oh, this is really funny uh, that you mentioned this, because you and I have never talked about this. No, it just it's a okay. random question. I figured you so, had a good answer for I was it. in Lincoln, Nebraska. I was in college. I was a big fan of the real world, right? This is, this is literally what my video was. I made a video for to be on The Real World, one of the earlier seasons. And I go, hey, I'm Brent. Uh, I like to do this. And then somebody busts on me, in, in on me, like reading some book while I'm on the toilet. And I go, oh, I live right by the penis of the plains, which is what they call the, the capital in Lincoln, Nebraska. It looks like a giant penis. It actually has a thing called the sower on top, S-O-W-E-R. That's a guy that's sowing seeds. Anyway, it looks like they call it the penis of the Not plains. a seamstress. That's a totally different thing. Different thing. And then at the end, I was like, this is how bad I want to be on The Real World. And I'm really good at like certain kind of stunty type things. I think in another world, you and I would have been like pro wrestlers together, maybe. Oh, chances are good. I run straight. I ran full speed into a brick wall. <laughs> and then I do the two seconds. I'm okay. <laughs> and, and, they, and you didn't get on the show. I didn't get on the show. Man, worth it though. Worth but I learned it. how to run into a brick wall where you're like, you're basically hitting it flat and you're not injuring yourself at all, but it looks really... For those of you at home, if you're going to fall or you're going to crash into something, mm-hmm. the object when doing that is to create as much surface area as physically possible yep. to make contact at the exact same time. It's true whether you're falling to the ground or running into a wall. So when Brent Pope, and you can't see it at home, but he's holding his hands out like some sort of crazy chalk drawing yep. that you would see on a cop drama from 10 p.m. on a Thursday night. Yeah, I'm looking at you, SVU. What I'm trying to say is that Brent Pope is describing exactly what the proper method of falling is, and that's to hit with everything at one time, so that way the weight gets distributed and you don't actually get hurt. Huh. I never thought of it like that, but that's what I did. Yeah. See, Brent Pope is a natural wrestler. That's what I'm hearing right now. Didn't need <laughs> training. Just put him in the ring. That's right. Get me in there. He's, get, he's ready for Macho Man right now. Sure. I like the show Young Rock. 
see all those 80s wrestlers. Do you watch that? I have seen Young Rock, absolutely. You know, a friend, uh, Kiff Vandenhuvel, playing Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson, oh. On that show, okay. that's right. That's I don't right. know him. You know him? Yes, 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 yes. Cool. He's been on the Who Would Win show. He's going to be on a new show that actually it's a great segue to get into. Okay. There's a new show coming out, Brent Pope. I yeah. don't know if you're aware of this. It's an audio drama that's going to be appearing on podcast networks everywhere around. It's called Reclaimed Detroit, a Vampire the Masquerade audio drama. Now, there's a lot of things that you have been a part of in this town, but regrettably, you are not in the first five episodes of Reclaimed Detroit, and yet, I'm still allowed to be here anyway. Mm -hmm. What's your thought process on that? I figured at some point, if there's a part right for me, you'll put it in. Now, I have listened to the trailer for Reclaimed Detroit, A Vampire Diary. Is that what it's called? It is not called The Vampire Diaries. That is a different <laughs> show that I also wish to be a part of someday. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I'm excited about it. I'm assuming I'll get to be on there some, I don't know, maybe There's a not. character I have you in mind for unless I write something better. Oh, so wow. that's where you're at. You're, at default, well, you're going to have a very important role in season one. You said unless you find something better. What could be better than Brent Pope being on Reclaim, Reclaim Detroit, The Vampire Diary, Part 3? It's not The Vampire Diary, Part 3. <laughs> to, and because I'm here to, of course, show my own product at yeah. the same time, Reclaim Detroit, A Vampire, The Masquerade, audio drama, first off available uh, anywhere that you podcast, but also you can go to VampireDetroit.com, and there's links everywhere where to get on there or go on Twitter at Vampire Detroit. So I tried to corner the market on vampires from Detroit. What we are offering right now is five episodes uh, as an intro to the uh, entire show. Each one is going to be centered around a different character. Vampire the Masquerade is a role-playing game, pencil and paper and dice. This particular story is a story that I ran back in Detroit over 20 years ago that I always thought this could make an excellent story. Yeah. There's a lot of different characters, intrigue, fun, violence. And so finally, I heard a show called Port Saga, which is another wonderful audience audio drama you should check out vampires as well yeah. and i said well if you can just do a vampire the masquerade audio drama and nobody cares because they don't i'm gonna make my own right now and so here we are five episodes coming out right now reclaimed detroit a vampire the masquerade audio drama featuring matthew harris jen kane myself in one of the characters rachel kimsey and rama valuri as the fifth character these are all fantastically talented people yeah. and i can't believe they all said yes to my project quite honestly me neither i mean who could believe it Before we go any further, we had breakfast at Bread and Breakfast. Let's talk about the meal and the place, Brent. What did you get today? Well, first of all, let's talk about the place, man. I had oh, yes. no idea that it was right next to the famous circus liquor. That's right. Which we'll see. You'll see some pictures of this online if you have this already. comes out. Yeah. Ray and I with a famous clown, which for me has been in a bunch of movies, but most famously was in Clueless. Clueless. Yep. When Cher gets uh, kicked out of the car by Elton. It's right. And uh, can I say my favorite circus liquor reference is Wreck It Ralph 2 when yeah. they end up in Slaughter. Uh, was it Slaughter Race? Uh, which is a Grand Theft Auto style video game. And one of the places they end up at is Circus Liquor oh, wow. with the sign. Wow. And I'm just, I just, I felt like that one a Leonardo DiCaprio meme. I'm just pointing at the screen being like, ah, ah, I yeah. know it. I know it. So it's literally. You know, on the back end of the circus liquor, it looks like, you know, kind of like one of your outside little places where they make all the food right there. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, but that's fine. I don't care. Bomba Burritos is like that, too, and I love that place. There are a lot of places here in Los Angeles that if you don't live here, you just don't know. But they just set up a big tent. Yeah. They have a table set up, and then they just sell food. They yeah. have a little grill or whatever set up behind them. They just set up on a in a parking lot on a sidewalk, and they, yep. don't, they don't have that in the Midwest where I come from. You know, yeah. that's, At least they didn't when I lived there. Right. And now they're all over the place here in Los Angeles, and this would be a more established place because it's attached to Circus Liquor. But it is. It's just a big table with a cash register yeah. and then a bunch of grills behind them, and they just make stuff. The thing is here, too. Whatever you get, you can get it as a burrito, a bowl, a quesadilla, I think a taco. A croissant. Uh, a croissant. Uh, uh, so I got the sujuk, 
which is typically it's, I think, air-dried beef. It's, it's an Armenian-type dish. It's halal. It's halal. Typically, it's air-dried beef. This is not air-dried, as he said, but other than that, it's it's sujuk. Uh, what else is in that thing? Uh, sautéed tomatoes, eggs, hash browns, and cheese. Yeah. I was going to say this. It was very hearty. It was very delicious. It's not, to me, it's like it's kind of original-ish because this doesn't have like the, it wasn't like the bacon and eggs that I'm typically is in a bit right. breakfast read out here, which I also love. And they do have that option here, but I thought well, they have the sujuk. I love this Armenian-type meat. I'm going to have this one, and it was really good. Yep. Really. And the, the, I think, what was the two sauces they had? They had the one that was like a... There was one that was reminiscent of an avocado lime cream sauce. Yeah, there you go. And That's... another one that was more of a verde kind of salsa yep, yep. look to Both it. Both a little spicy. Both more spicy than yeah. I was comfortable with. <laughs> uh, it, was, and, it was very good, though. So I had the sujik. What did you have? I had the BBB because... when And, and I assume that BBB stands for Bread Band Breakfast, which doesn't actually hold up with the name of the place no. now that I say it out loud. Bread Band Breakfast. Bread band. Why is why isn't it called the B A B? I don't know. B B B. Well, I had the the triple B as we call it in yeah. in, in the hood, and it starts with basturma, which I did not know was a thing. Like I had to learn this, but if you go to a place like this and they have a signature dish, my attitude has always been get the signature yep. dish, unless it's got something in it that yeah. you find abhorrent, like olives right. or something to that effect. I will absolutely get the signature dish. So the BBB is basturma, which is, is says on their menu, a highly seasoned air-dried cured beef. Mm-hmm. And it basically was a lot like bacon. It took the place of bacon in a breakfast okay. burrito, but it had a little bit more flavor, a little bit more punch to it. Okay. Uh, and I found it delightful, a little bit salty. It had the same sauce sauteed tomatoes, eggs, hash browns, and cheese. And what I liked about it is you think of hash browns, it was really more of just like a potato kind of creamy kind of filling Mm -hmm. that really sort of added to the heft of the burrito. So it wasn't just like some loose like hash browns in there. It it made it feel like it was a a, a full-on burrito. It was a, I would say, this doesn't sound delicious, but it's dense. It's very dense. It's, uh, but not stodgy, as they say on the bake-off. It was delicious. It was decadent. Yeah, it was decadent. I would it say was, that. It was a big burrito. Uh, anything else to finish up? Alfred was really cool. The guy that... Um, well, let's big shout out to Alfred. You can check yeah. out... Uh, attached to this episode, you're going to find the Instagram profile of Bread and uh, yeah, I'll tag Bread it. Band Breakfast. I'll tag it in the, all the breakfast stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. and it, it's a wonderful place. It was just... You look for Circus Liquor and it's right there. If you happen to be in, in Hollywood, in North Hollywood looking for it, it was hard to find if you were just looking for it because yeah. it's a tent and a table. I, I always am down for a good like breakfast spot pun. Every time. Bread and breakfast. Although there were no beds there. I could have taken a nap. It was after I finished. I could it. go for a nap as soon as we're done recording yeah. this, honestly. I feel very <laughs> heavy right now. Uh, I've never eaten five pounds. I've never gained five pounds eating a burrito before. <laughs> but today I can say that I officially have. Oh, you must not have grown up in Nebraska. Well, that is obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. This was actually a two-parter, too, you know, because we don't serve drinks there. That's one thing. So just to let you know, if you want a drink, you have to take it, get a drink somewhere else. Also, they don't currently have any seating. Nothing. That's fine. I mean, you could eat the burrito on the way home if you wanted to. But we went to the Starbucks, which is across the street from the studio here. That's right. And you got one of those. Uh, it's the same thing that my niece, who's nine, likes, the the refresher. Let's... Yes. At, at my core, when it comes to Starbucks ordering, I am a nine-year-old at heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was that refresher? It was excellent. I, yeah. I don't usually order at Starbucks. Starbucks. My wife loves Starbucks. She gets the Frappuccinos and the, the what do they call it, the Flat Whites uh, and all this good stuff. And I just don't drink coffee. So Starbucks has just never been a place I've gravitated to. But this refresher was like a, a fruit juice kind of a deal. So it was mango, dragon fruit, lemonade with actual fruit smushed up in it. 
And I will say right now, the first sip, I was like, this is delightful. It sounds really good. Uh, it was refreshing. You know, they called it refresher. It was refreshing. I felt a little parched. I felt a little not fresh before I drank it. But oh. after drinking it, I can officially say I was pretty fresh. Okay. Well, like I said, it's my niece. Shout out to Abby. It's her, Abby, favorite. It's her Abby, favorite drink. We're looking at yeah. you, Abby. Yeah, that refresher drink. I had my typical drink now, which is a decaf. For I'm trying to cut down on caffeine. And also, I don't use the coffee for... I use it for the flavor, not for the energy at this point. I have other things for that. Decaf, oat milk, flat white. There it is. That's what I had. That's my drink right now. It's not bad. Guys. Yeah. Seems fine. And I, I switched to the tall. The tall. The grande. Yeah. You're not going for it anymore. Not not anymore. Just a little taste. Is there something bigger than grande? Because I know they have strange Starbucks. And this is like a 15, 20-year-old comedy there's, bit. But I know there's a lot of different... They don't call them so large, medium, like, small. So basically, like, the tall is 12 ounces... Yeah. The grande oh, is 16. 16, good. The vente is vente. 20. The venti 20. is 20. Yeah. And then the trenta is 30. Trenta? Trenta is 30, yeah. Wow. And what do they just have, like, is it like 44 ounces for, like, the giant bull moose? Is that what they call I it? I think that's the biggest one they have, but maybe there's a bigger one that I'm not aware oh, of. Maybe in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Everything's bigger. In, well, I don't want to have the same catchphrase as Texas. Before we get out of here now, it is vitally important because Brent Pope, you've never been asked these questions on the show. And I will have to ask them of you now because this is Brentfist tradition. I, as the all-time future host of Brentfist, Ray Stacanus, am here to ask these three questions. Three recommendations, really, at the end of the day. Now, first off, what is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? Mm, I gotta think about this. I should really plan these out, huh? <laughs> I mean, how could you have possibly known this question was coming? So the hidden gem movie yes. that I have been thinking about recently is this real weird movie starring Bill Paxton and Judd Nelson, and Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton? That's who I remember being in this movie. Wow. It's called The Dark Backward. Okay. Okay. And maybe I talked about this in the show before. It's a real dark comedy. The movie all looks real dark. Judd Nelson plays this real nerdy with greasy, slick back hair comedian. Okay. Who's very monotone comedian, and he's not successful at all. It's like Stephen Wright, but not successful. Not successful, yeah. Okay. Uh, and way creepier looking than Stephen Wright. And Stephen Wright's brilliant. I'm not And his to, best yeah. friend is Bill Paxton. Sure. Who was always just sleeping with, loudly sleeping with random women throughout the movie. Until one day, he's not successful, until one day he wakes up and he has a third arm growing out of his back. Say what now? Yeah. And so then they start using this as a gimmick. He becomes popular because he'll go up there and say his joke. And then after the punchline, he'll slowly rotate 360 degrees so everyone can see his arm. Because <laughs> everyone comes to see his arm. And and Bill Paxton, while he rotates, plays the accordion. I, I would go see that act yeah. in a heartbeat. And then uh, Wayne Newton is this greasy, like, manager. It's like, you're going to do this for me. You know, <laughs> Don Cachet, you're going to do this for me. talking about Mr. New yeah. Vegas is who you're talking about. Yes, exactly. And then this happens. It's it's almost like that the, the metamorphosis. Maybe it's a Kafka's The Metamorphosis, because then he wakes mm. up another day and his arm is just gone. And then, like, nobody wants to see his comedy anymore. That's what I remember the movie. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that. It's real weird. Uh, uh, but I don't, feel, think people, I don't think people know that movie. I've never heard of that movie. It does feel rather Kafka-esque, as we would say. Yeah. By it's we, weird. I mean hipsters. Yeah, I don't know if you can even find that movie. Maybe you can. Yeah, this is, look for that movie. Where is it streaming? I don't know. Find it yourself. Did Brent make it up? It's possible. Possible. It's possible, but it could exist, and if it does, you want to see it. That's a hidden yeah, gem. That's right. Question number two. What is the show or movie that you watch just for fun? 
I'm watching so much trashy Brent, reality I know shows. Brent, I know you're watching trashy reality shows. Which one sticks out right now? Because, look, you at home don't know this. Brent Pope might carry himself like somebody who is, is a Hollywood elitist. He only is the snooty uh, movies and mm-hmm. television shows and really the highbrow stuff. But you need to know that as soon as Brent Pope goes home at the end of the day yeah. and shuts the door, yeah. there is nothing but trash television happening, you know? Well, I, I watch so much stuff, but a lot of it is trash television. And it's when I need to, like, shut down my mind at the end of the day. But I'm not going to be, I'll be honest, I love it also. Yeah, don't, I, I, let's I lo- not pretend I only watch it because you watch it because Look, you love I'm it. I'm just going to name a list you of them. I'm going to name a list of them because I, I love them all. There you go. I love The Circle. The Circle. Um, You ever seen that? And I've not. It's like Big Brother except it's only through social media. Oh, fine. Uh, okay. So you're sitting there um, in different apartments in a building that has a giant circle on it. They have it like in France, Brazil, they have it in the United States. And basically you build a profile. And you might really be this person, or you might just be, like, trying to be what people want them to be. Interesting. And they do the, all these challenges. Sometimes they catch people in a lie. Like, wait, I thought you said you were a baker. Why does your cake that you made look terrible when we did the cake challenge? Oh, boy. Or whatever. So this is this is a good pandemic-era television it's show, great. it sounds uh, like. Because, yeah. And they rank everyone at the end of the week, and whoever's top, they get a vote on who they kick out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you okay. want to be—but then you don't want to be an influencer too much because then— you're, you're a threat. Then you're a threat. Yeah. So I love that. I love Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. I love Love is Blind. Right now, we just started watching that HBO Max show with Nikki Glaser okay. called uh, F-Boy Island. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of this show. The thing is, Brent Pope finds trashy reality shows that I, quite frankly, have never heard of and could never find. Because unlike Brent Pope, I am a highbrow. Mm. I only watch the, you know, the, the snootier intellectual type shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch a show called The Rehearsal with Nathan Fielder. Is that good? It is. It is pretty good. It is strange. I think Nathan Fielder, and this is just my honest critique. I don't want to get too. Mm-hmm. But it was a very enjoyable show, and he is a delight as a host, and he's a weird guy whose weirdness really shines on screen. But what I would say was, I've seen Nathan for you a whole lot, and I feel like his energy really works best in about a twenty-two to twenty-four minute increment. Yeah. But the rehearsal is about forty-two to forty-four minutes long, and I feel like the energy starts to go down uh, at a certain point, about thirty minutes into the episode. So. Uh, you just power through that. It's only like 10 more minutes of show at that point. But it did. There was a noticeable lull. And I just think it's because okay. his his type of weird kind of uncomfortable energy. At a certain point, I start feeling uh, anxiety <laughs> when I watch. This is what I feel about Nathan for you. I know people love it. But like oh. half the time when I watch it, I just see him like bullying someone that doesn't speak English very well. And he's like he's using these nuances of English to like make jokes at their expense. Correct. That they don't understand. And I think that's. I don't, I don't. He is sort of an American non-character playing Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, or he's a little, like, a less obvious Tosh. That's fair. You know? I mean, it's a a fair point. It's media. It's art. It's meant to be criticized and pulled apart. Right. But yeah, that's the ones I'm watching right now. Interesting. So what you need to know at home is that I am an intellectual and Brent Pope grew up on a dairy farm. That's really, that's the important thing between our television tastes that you need to just keep in mind when you think about the two of us and how we relate to each other. Yeah. What is 12 times 8? A number. Mm. Thank you. Third question, Brent Pope. (laughs) What is the show slash movie that inspires you? I'll tell you what I'm not going to say. Ted Lasso, because everyone says Ted Lasso. It's a great show. It's a great show. Yeah, it really is. I like it's Ted Lasso. A, you, even if you go in wanting to hate it, you can't. It just it gives you a big hug until until you just love it. God, think about this. What inspires me? I don't know if this inspires me. Yes, but We're getting to it here. I thought it was an inspiring thing at the time, and yeah. maybe you'll want to go back and revisit it. A little movie starring Louis Gossett Jr. Interesting. And Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, called Enemy Mine. 
Enemy Mine. No, and, okay. Yeah, and yeah of course, Enemy Mine, yeah. Do you know what this movie? I love this movie. Tell me what this movie's about, then. Why don't you? It's your show, Brent. Why don't you go ahead and just but let us you, know? You, the, you brought it up. You're the intellectual. You tell me what this movie's about, Ray. I mean, you're so okay, fountain of knowledge. I, Brent, Dennis Quaid and uh, Louis Gossett Jr. are, of course, enemies, obviously. And then Louis Gossett Jr. says he wants something. And then, obviously, Dennis Quaid uh, turns to him and goes, enemy, mine. Interesting. And then they fight over that object. That's no, what the that, movie's so, obviously so, about. Yeah, you didn't watch it at all. So, <laughs> Louis Gossett Jr. plays an alien that looks pretty much like the, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, obviously. And I believe they crash on this island, and his... Alien species and the humans, you know, they don't like each other, but they're stranded on this island. And uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is pregnant because the males, uh, at least what seems like a male, uh, aliens have babies. And I believe the tro, the, 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 gosh, I I remember the movie poster because it's like their faces staring at each other. And it almost looks like the face off, I believe, poster where it's just like two people look, or maybe one of the Rocky ones. So what was inspiring about this movie? This clearly came out, what, in the 1980s? 1985. Every great movie came out in 1985, I was going to guess. Well, I, what was inspiring for me was, like, it, it was one of those things where I was like, I can't wait for this movie to come out. It looks so crazy. Like, oh, and they had, like, the tagline, like, uh, enemies because they were born to be enemies, friends because out of necessity, and brothers because of some other reason. But it was like... Because it had to be. Yeah, and it was like one of those where, like, wow, you could make this weird story and have it... I don't think it was that successfully done maybe at the time, but I still thought it was like, I, it was one of those magical trailers. I was like, this is going to be amazing. And leading up to it, I just like was filled with wonder. So maybe inspiring is not the right thing for that. I do love the movie The Sting. It's my favorite movie of sure, all time. Sure, I'm uh, a big fan of WCW as well. Wolfpack? Sting, of course, Steve Borden being one of the great wrestlers oh, of the WCW geez. era back yes. in the 1990s with the face paint and the baseball bat. He looked like the crow. Let's go back to you talking about being an intellectual. I'm talking about the con man movie that every con man movie steals from. So he pretends to be Sting, Sting from WCW. With uh, Eileen Brennan from uh, Private Benjamin. Uh, but, but the, of course, the leads are Robert Redford and Paul Newman. That's not people Newman. usually think yeah. of when they think Robert of Robert Redford and Paul Newman and Robert Shaw as the bad guy. Fantastic. Doyle Lonigan, you know. It's a great name. The name's Lonigan. You got to remember that you're going to give yourself a new name. <laughs> I see a future doing Irish VO no, in your future. You, you, I, I, not I see at all. crystal not ball all. in front of me. I'm seeing uh, it. I love movies that can constantly fool me. I think that inspires me where, where uh, they surprise me. But that's what I was saying about the enemy mine also. It's like one of those surprising movies. Maybe it's not surprising now, but at the time I was really... I would say uh, for 1985, the subject matter is something that was not necessarily being done yeah, a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You consider sci-fi as representative of social and political events happening in our world. That's what sci-fi can really do best. And then almost 40 years later, right, we got Dennis Quaid's son as a huge star. There it is. There it is. Well, Brent Pope, thank you so much for being on the Brent Pope Show. Mm. Brentfist. Of course, I am your new host for season four, Ray Stacanus. Mm, Brent, no, do you think you'll be back on true. the show again? Again this season, or true. what yeah, do we? Very the very next show. You feel like yeah. you'll be on the next show? Yeah, because I am the host of the show. Mm, no, incorrect. and I have taken over. I mean, I asked you what twelve times eight was, and that was the only question that you have to answer to become the host for the season. I believe I nailed it too. I yeah. You said it it's there. a number, I guess. Is, is, yeah. is it not a number? If it's a letter, then I got it wrong, Brent. It's a uh, it's an idea.
If you would like to get more Brentfist stuff, such as pics of Brent Pope and I enjoying our Brentfist from bread and breakfast, go to Brent's website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the Brentfist episodes there, and you can see clips from all his TV appearances and the official Brentfist store with a bunch of fun stuff, such as shirts, mugs, stickers. It's all up in there. People of Earth. Oh, also, uh, just for this week, we're going to have Reclaimed Detroit, a Vampire Diary fanfic. Yes. T-shirts. 12 left. 12 left, guys. 12 left. And if there's eight of you, that would be 12 times eight, which, as we know, is a number. It's an idea. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Brentfist store, brentfiststore.com. And if you enjoy the show, please, obviously, leave us five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to Brentfist. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Brentfist is currently being enjoyed all over the United States and in 57 countries around the globe. The latest, Bermuda. You're welcome, Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Love your shorts. Love the shorts. Love them. And your triangle. Nobody talks about the Bermuda Triangle anymore. Mm-hmm. I get a little lost talking about the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, I can't find my way. It's confusing. And trust me, my breakfast burrito brigade, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my studio engineer, Will Frenchman. Will, I love the mime costume. I mean, I know I know you're a Frenchman. You don't need to lean into it quite so no. hard. Yeah, trying too hard, Will. Yeah, people will say, oh, Will Frenchman, he's not a mime. Will, say something. He can't because he's a mime. See, that's how it works. That's how you know. If you ask a mime to say something and they don't, guess what, Brent Pope? One of my favorite mime. mime. One of my favorite mimes. Have you ever seen the movie Singles? Of course. When Eric Stoltz gets in the back of the car with these guys. And he's a mime, and he's and they're talking about love. And he goes, "I'll tell you about love, man. Love disappeared." And and then uh, uh, Campbell Scott turns to him and goes, "You know, you really shouldn't speak." <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate the movie Singles. It, it takes place entirely in a craft factory where they make pasteurized mm-hmm. cheese uh, that's, slices. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful movie, and it really teaches you a lot about the dairy industry. Yeah, I that's what to, I like about it. I learned how to make that cheddar. And also everyone from fabulous Tiny Studio LA, the tinystudiola.com, <laughs> for making me sound oh so good. As for me, I am Ray Stacanus. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at Almighty Ray. Check out my show, Reclaim Detroit, a Vampire the Masquerade audio drama, at VampireDetroit.com or on Twitter at Vampire Detroit. Episode one is currently airing, and probably more than that. Listen to them. There's going to be five episodes and then a big gap and then eight more coming later this year, unless everybody hates it and they string me up or something. That might still happen. Oh, there's going to be a big gap? Where? I love that store. Uh, I buy my jeans at the Gap. Brent Pope, what's next for you? And where can we find you on your social media? Oh, social media. Scoops Hope on uh, Twitter. I'm mostly on Instagram. I do have my verified Facebook account. That's under Brent Pope Actor. Uh, What's up next? Knock on wood. I'll be showing up in the first season of Surfside Girls, which is going to be on Apple TV. I think think the first episode comes out August 19th. That's where all the good shows are these days. That's a secret. If you don't have Apple TV, that's like where all the good shows are. So I'm very excited to be be on an Apple TV show. You know, I mean, should be. Uh, I also have another show that I'm working on, kind of a recurring part on a big show that people like, but I can't talk about it, Ray. I wish I could. Uh, he hasn't even told me about it. No, soon. Soon. Oh, the name of the show is Soon? You got it here first. No, no, no. Soon on Apple TV. Soon, soon. Oh, soon, soon. Yeah. Okay. Soon, soon is the name of the show. Monsoon is a different show. But a great, again, professional wrestling announcer. Is that a person on wrestling? Great Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan, one of the greatest. Oh, I know Bobby the Brain Heenan. One of the greatest yeah. duos in broadcasting history. Nice. The greatest wrestler of all time, my opinion, Andy Kaufman. Undefeated, intergender champion. Fought Jerry Lawler, did break his neck. Yeah. 
And with that, we put another non-threatening, just like a tugboat episode of Brent Fist with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. We'll see ya. Bye. Breakfast with Brent Pope. Help support it by buying some awesome swag like the comfy shirts and the beautiful coffee mugs. Go to breakfaststore.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.